One, two, one, two. Smoke, pray, love, Daniel. Are we in it? We're in it. Bible buds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nice out. I'm so glad we're doing this outside. Yeah, we're kicking it in my backyard in these uh, very uncertain times. It's pretty unreal that, like, aside from all of the other madness, just that we've had this many nice days in the month of March here in Portland, Oregon, yeah. is pretty wild yeah four really nice days in a row yeah just hanging out outside not worrying about rain there's no clouds in the sky really yeah at least not they're many. giving us that to not worry about um we got plenty plenty of other bullshit to worry about right now yeah it's pretty crazy like we're doing this a week after we did the last one yeah and things were just starting to kind of escalate with the the virus yeah and people were starting to you know go on their shopping crazes but now things are like very locked down. Yeah. Or heading towards a state of being. I think yeah, there will probably be even an, more an lockdown. An official lockdown. I mean, it hit the Bay Area. It's on official lockdown. Yeah, all non-essential businesses are closed there. Yeah. And you're really only supposed to be going to the grocery store and stuff. I guess you know some people are going outside and walking around and things of that nature. I mean, I think it's okay. You're here right now, but we're six feet apart. Yeah. You're not sitting on my lap like you normally <laughs> do. Yeah, we're, we're really uh, pushing the boundaries here doing this podcast in person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is crazy. A week ago was sort of like, oh, man, this is getting, yeah, getting kind of crazy. Can't find toilet paper, which I still can't, by the way. Um, it's fine, though. I have a bidet. So... <laughs> Not a big problem. Humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, it's I'm not, not a big deal, not a big but deal. I have a bidet here. <laughs> yeah. It's $20 on Amazon. Go with the times, everybody. But, um, but yeah, we were kind of just like, yeah, like wondering, like, like I feel like we also did the did your podcast for that Blue U episode, and Keisha and I were wondering like if our show in mid-April was going to be canceled, and now I'm like, most definitely, probably. Like... Yeah, I mean... I don't see how I could... Yeah, I don't think it's going to be clear enough yet for me to have 50 to 60 people come over to my house. I mean, legally, in Oregon now, we're not supposed to have gatherings of more than 25. Right. Yeah, that's probably going to go on for for quite some time. I mean, in our, uh, you know, our power at B, good old Donnie, you know, he's he's trying to get us to keep it at 10, which I feel like that's pretty reasonable at this point and i also don't really care to be around probably more than like three or four people at max right now same yeah i mean i live in a house full of that's kind of you know full of people but yeah i feel like everyone's sort of keeping their distance um i don't know i feel like the reality especially living in a in a shared space with a handful of other people it's like i feel like everyone in this house is gonna get it yeah I mean, I feel like that's kind of the reality of me still going to a place of work every day. Right. You know, where we're probably not going to close if, unless we really have to. And just kind of bound to get it. Look, in these horrible times, people about. still need their bunt cakes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is important that they get their cake. but And eat it too. It's just crazy, man, just to see everything shut down and all the bars and restaurants only open for carry out situations and kind of like any brick and mortars in that situation yeah like i know 
Um, the record stores that we frequent around here have pretty much closed down. Music Millennium is still open, but they're only open for carry like for curbside delivery, pretty much. So you order your record and then pick it up at the curb. You don't go in. Right. Yeah, you probably pay online. Like. Yeah. And we're trying to encourage as many people to do that, even at the bakery at this point, you know, and just kind of offering that just to try to not have any as many people circulating. But it's just crazy, man. It's affecting everybody. And, you know. Yeah, I think it's this is obviously just the beginning. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's scary times, you know. I feel like I'm... Uh, I'm young and healthy and, like, at least for now, financially stable. Yeah. So I just can't imagine being, like, you know, maybe having some kind of pre-existing condition that makes you compromise, plus you work in the service industry and you just got fired and you're just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. You need to stay home more than ever. You have no way to make money. Like, ugh, awful. So I'm, yeah. It's rough, man. We all sort of got a band together on this one, I think. Yeah. I mean, I laid off 75% of my crew yesterday, and that was just kind of, I mean, with the hopes that all of this bounces back and they probably won't really have a lot of opportunities to find other jobs. So hopefully it's like just like a pretty quick rehire situation sure. when, when it comes to that. But obviously our our business has been depleted, and then... But then you see other places like really need people now. Yeah, Fred like Meyer, grocery stores need yeah, Fred people Meyer, to New work. Seasons like, need people to stock and work in warehouses and Amazon's hiring like fucking crazy. crazy. Uh, my dad has been out of work for about six months and trying to like figure out if he's going to completely retire or try to do like part time work to sure. try to supplement income and he's really struggled to find a job but he was telling me today that he has an interview at one of these um, these tech labs that are building the test kits and, like, getting them together. So that's kind of a trip. Oh, that, wow. Because they just need so many more people now Yeah. to try to get these things together. is uh, It's pretty wild. Yeah, for sure. But, like, yeah, a lot of places aren't maybe going to make it through this. No, it's but I basically read something that was, like, um, you know, if we were to do nothing about this, and obviously we're not doing nothing, like I think everyone's pretty much trying to do this social distancing thing, but if we were to do nothing about it, that like two and a half million Mar- Americans would die. Yeah, so I mean, thousands of people are dying in, in Italy. Right. So it's like now, you know, hopefully with all of these measures, we'll only lose like, best case scenario, we'll only lose like 75,000 or 100,000 or something, but it's still going to be a huge hit. And if we take it seriously... We have to basically put life on hold for, like, a few months. Yeah. Like, until, like, June or July, probably. And then, yeah. And then it's just, like, the, the economic hit from that is we, like, have to do it. Otherwise, so many people are going to die. But the economic hit is also, like, pretty severe and uh, affects a ton of people. Even for places that you would think are so popular that something like maybe stopping business for a month or two wouldn't completely like destroy them. But, um, I was reading this letter from the CEO and owner of Powell's books, which is, you know, this major bookstore here in Portland known across the nation, if not the world as like one of these like amazing bookstores in huge tourist destination. You You can go there pretty much any day of the week. Yeah. It's like a spot that you would hit if you came to Portland for the first time. Powell's books would probably be top three on any list 
of right. places to go check out. Even if you are not a big reader, it's just like kind of insane to see this three, four story bookstore bookstore that is just block. yeah yeah it's it's very insane but she was just uh kind of saying in this letter that you know she doesn't know if if they will make it through something like this because they have closed their doors and yeah it's just crazy to see yeah, like as a, a business that big and well known to know that they are in trouble you know because they just sell so many books on a daily basis right from tourism and and it's not like it's not one of those tourist things that like locals avoid, you know. It's right. like, I still go to Powell's. Right, it's the spot that if you're gonna buy books, you're probably going to go to Powell's if you live in this area. Yeah, um, that's pretty wild. I mean, you would think that someone like Powell's would have someone, a business like Powell's, Powell's own person, um, would have like a nest egg of some sort. Yeah, but I guess they make so much money on a daily basis. Yeah, like there's no. There's no way somebody was predicting that, hey, for potentially two, three four months. to eight weeks at minimum, yeah. you're going to have no walk-in sales. So now they're just relying on online sales. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just a trip to... Well, I know I'm not the first to say it, but obviously it's a good time to support local business however you can. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit last yeah. week, but and I've so- definitely been trying to, like, be conscious of that and... uh you know, like I bought a record yesterday from a sure. band that I know that just got <clears throat> their tour canceled. And I know that, that that's like what feeds their family. And they sell like they're a band that sells hundreds of items of merch every night at their shows. And right. they're not doing that right now. So it's pretty gnarly. And just this, is it Fishers of Men? Which band? <laughs> yeah, Fishers of Men. Callback. No, Callback to that first episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, trying to be conscious of that and like how I would normally be spending my money out and about and maybe seeing if I can, you know. Fuck this Whoa. So this is the <laughs> it's uh, so big. this is the part of being outside that's not great, right? Is is uh that's a pretty giant like bumblebee. For those who can't see, which is all of <laughs> which you. is everyone, because we don't have any visual for this. I podcast. just freaked the fuck out as a giant <laughs> fucking bumblebee tried to land on my knee. I said no, fuck that. Now I'm gonna do the rest of this podcast standing, probably, so that I can. It's like, uh, it's gnarly though, because it's you know, obviously, if you can, you want to be conscious of trying to support businesses however you can, whether it's buying a gift card or or still going to your favorite restaurant and getting like some carry out food during this time but it's it's also a tough time to ask of people to do that for a for lot sure. of people you know yeah even being they have to somewhat... really be conservative about how they're spending money not knowing if there's more money to come you know not for everybody's sure. as like privileged as maybe you and i that have a salaried position that isn't necessarily in major trouble at the very moment for sure. and even then i uh kind of went nuts this week sort of trying to help out where I could, like giving some money to people here and there that I know need it. Uh, not really paying that much attention because I just got paid recently. And so I was like, oh, I'm cool. Like, bum, bum, bum. Check my bank account like yesterday. And I'm like, oh, shit. I just like blew through all my money. Yeah. I have to like, pull, I have to like cash in my credit card rewards now because, yeah, I just wasn't paying close enough attention. Uh, and I'm trying to not dip into my savings. So... Uh, yeah, it is a it's a tough time I think for for everybody. But 
especially those who, yeah, have taken some kind of serious financial hit. Hopefully, they're able to get some support somewhere. Yeah, I mean, the relief, it seems like um, people are pretty serious like about supplying relief financially. You know, Trump, like, made that, like, a plan of action pretty quickly to try to get, like, sure. some sort of, like, hopefully all of us will get at least a thousand dollars by the end of april if if that all goes through sure uh, and uh they said that they would do that in a couple months after that if we're still kind of in the same position so i think that that's great they were like looking at things like that and making it so at least in the state of oregon where there'll be no evictions that happen due to rent not being paid for this time being and mm-hmm. i think that's like pretty fair also like who are you going to get to fill those spaces if you kick people out right now yeah you know there's not gonna be tons no of people no one's that trying are, to get new housing right now yeah it's like trying to find a job right now if you're <laughs> you know yeah. not looking at like some of those amazon or grocery store jobs like this is probably not a time where you're gonna no it is not find your dream job at the moment no they're yeah don't think so but yeah i've definitely uh taking it much more seriously as as far as the isolation and try to like try to adhere to that and try to yeah man I not mean, become a part of the problem i think like last weekend i made a couple like final little runs like a group of four of us went and got some fried chicken at ezel's the spot that opened up in the the beaverton area just mm-hmm. to like see what that fried chicken was about and that was kind of my like how was my it? last hoorah um inconsistent it's a shame because like the one the one out of my three pieces was like really amazing, and if all three pieces would have been like that, I probably would have spoken of it high like more highly. But it's kind of one of those things. If I was around it, I would go grab some, but I wouldn't Is go out a, of my way. It's a fast food joint. Or fast um, it's casual? more of a, yeah, it's fast casual. There's no drive through or anything. Um, but apparently, it's Oprah's favorite chicken. Yeah, it's like a chain, right? Yeah, it's a chain. I think it's out of like it was originally out of the Seattle area. There's a, quite a few of them up there, but um, yeah, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't life changing, and like I said, I wouldn't go out of my way to get it. Sure, but if I was around that area, I would think about getting some fried chicken over there. A little disappointed in the macaroni and cheese. Tell you what, wasn't impressed. Mashed potatoes were pretty solid though, but ultimately, you know, I I think I would maybe like grab some Popeyes over over the Uzels. Yeah. At this at this time, after my first experience. You know what? I had a Popeye's chicken sandwich yesterday. Dude, those chicken not. sandwiches are fucking For $4. Does out. Does that piece disappoint. of chicken is huge yeah. that they put on that sandwich. No, it's great. Ridiculous. If you're starving, you can get two and you'll be so full. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, man. Played my last hockey game that night on Saturday. They closed down the rink, obviously. Yeah. Because like, we can't have a bunch of people together and... Uh, just really trying to not go on any any like unnecessary adventures. Sure. Maybe you could say that this is, and we could have done this over the phone, and maybe like as things move forward, we will be exploring things like that. But I'm just like not that concerned about. Sure. Yeah. Well, this sitting is down like, with like you. One friend coming over. We're in my backyard. You yeah, know, like, I'm like not opposed to having all over yeah. my house. Like, I mean, I think it's like I said, it's very possible very likely that at least one person in this house will get the virus. Right. In which case, like, the whole house goes on quarantine for 14 days. For sure. I mean, yeah. I'm not definitely not in a position where I'm opposed to having, like, one-on-one hangs or just a couple people in the room. Like I said, you know, I'm not going to... I'm probably not going to go into complete 
isolation. But I'll yeah. also try not to do that every day. Right. So like maybe needed, once or twice here, a week I'll uh, have an interaction with a person or um, I'm going on this this fucking this plane trip today, which is kind of kind of wild that I'm probably going to be on on a plane that's very empty. But yeah, it's for, you know, going with Trent to do this bone marrow transplant for this little boy. So it like. Right. We're saving lives under, over here. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be going on some unnecessary trip right now. Sure. And maybe you could say that it's probably not super necessary that I go as like his companion, but it I don't know. It feels like a very important thing to me. Sure. You know? It's like I feel like this is, you know, answering the call in some way. Not to take it that deep, but it's like I feel like this is the right thing to do. For you know? sure. I don't feel like this is I mean, some stupid trip I'm taking to the bay for the thing is, weekend, is that the know? reason that the companion thing exists is because the procedure itself is not like entirely non-invasive like it's a lot to put trent through so that's why they are let him bring a companion and then add the layer of like him traveling alone to do this thing in these like crazy times yeah and i don't want to assume that like he has like a bunch of anxiety around the procedure itself i'm sure you know he has his own thoughts about it and you know there is always the risk of anybody going under anesthesia that anything can happen sure. and whatnot and and obviously he's gonna have some uh some aches and pains to right. deal with and post that's what that, i mean like, more is like you know it's nice to have the peace of mind if someone's there and get worst case scenario yeah. something goes wrong or it's like just he like has a very to be there for longer for recovery like it's a very unknown thing to be to be doing you know not sure many people end up doing something like this so <clears throat> i don't know it's just so fucking cool that he's doing it so i'm like in some way like happy that he asked me to be his companion on this like adventure sure so instead of jesus (laughs) (laughs) no man i'm just gonna bring jesus (laughs) i'm just gonna bring my my lord and savior along with me but uh yeah it'll be kind of a trip going on on this adventure and and kind of going to the bay area where everything is pretty much closed down and sure it'll be very quiet at the airport i'm sure but just I have my own anxieties about it, like getting in a lift right now or an sure. Uber is like very close be- quarters and like who knows how many people have gone. I don't even know if you'll be able things. to do that. Yeah. I would do you think that, that they're like not running those things right now? It's possible in the Bay Area they're not. That's true. I mean, at least there we can like hop on the BART you yeah. know, and catch the the train over there. But... Yeah, I didn't even think about that for today's lift to the airport or whatever. Yeah, like, just look into it. Um, but yeah, it's all a trip. It's all fucking. It's all wild, but yeah, here we are doing how the was, thing. How was your week otherwise? <clears throat> I think it's been pretty all right. You know, I've been trying not to stress out on it too much and not get too wrapped up in the news but i have been keeping pretty informed sure. at least you know i'm trying well, to like watch to official government statements and stuff like that at least yeah, i never do that shit but i have yeah caught nor myself do i but that. you know i feel like this is the the time to do it i think this is also like the time to not like just put your fucking politics aside like i hear people you know criticizing certain things and it's just like you're d- just doing this because we you get it. We all, this dude yeah, we all don't like Yeah, we Trump. all don't fuck with this for the most part. And um but also I I don't you know, I'm trying to like put that aside when I'm listening to this dude instruct us on what we're supposed to be doing. 
Sure. And he obviously is privy to much different information than we are. I mean, I also do see like the criticism is is necessary sometimes. Like sure. I saw this fucking CNN breaking news thing today that talking about how Trump is now blaming China because they could have let us know about this a lot earlier than they did or something. It's just like this seems very counterproductive. Right. But also, this is CNN. And right. I don't even know if Trump actually said that, but if he did, that seems very counterproductive. This is the situation that we're in. Yeah, let's focus Doesn't on fucking us. Matter. And also, we've had the head start over everyone on this, so we're fucking right. this up if we don't like get it under control. Because for sure, from what I saw, I saw like a very cool stat out of Italy yesterday, and it's pretty much saying that since they've gone into that lockdown that they've had no increase of cases after that five days kind of situation. Which, yeah, which we were looking at, like, 10x increases over 7 to 10-day periods. Yeah, so if we really take that seriously and see how beneficial that's been and pay attention to that, I think we'll be in good shape. But, yeah, um, yeah the week has been all right. I got, um, I got myself in this committed relationship for the first time in like seven and a half years i'm i'm in this relationship that, zone it's a now. it's official as of it's like an this official last week or? uh yeah like in the last so, week or so yeah you know um so that's wow it's like a very cool thing but it's uh yeah yeah it's wild it's uh still in the, you know the fun phase of it mm -hmm. <laughs> it Benny, does feel like, a little weird though like that probably at least that first week to just like be like i have like a girlfriend again. yeah it's like not a like not in bad not way like it's this, just strange you know? yeah it's just not in this like territory of like yeah this person pretty much is my girlfriend but right now it's it's like all right we're like really doing this and you know having a little more intention sure with like that sort of title i guess but also it's uh it's just yeah it's just like another thing to be conscious of and kind of like that death of the individual and like kind of uh buying into the the relationship and stuff and whatnot so i don't know it's a it's a cool thing i'm into it like i am the one who uh proposed it this time around so you know i didn't get strong-armed into it or anything right but uh yeah it's just kind of a trip and uh but that's been yeah a super good thing cool for sure and it's definitely it's just uh, after being kind of solo for that long, you know, it's definitely sure. going to be an adjustment at times. But I don't feel like I've been faced with that adjustment at all where I'm like, oh, I really wish I wasn't in this situation. Right. So, cause, uh, so I could be a selfish in. asshole. Yeah, you're not moving in with each other. Yeah, yet. <laughs> like, like not trying to like jump the gun on is she, doing anything like that. Uh, is she a believer? Uh, no, not really a believer. <laughs> <laughs> But she's very entertained that I do this podcast. My yeah. parents used to, this is the moment that I decided I needed to like come clean to my parents is, uh, they used to ask me like, I mean, I guess Simone was really the first girl that I dated since I like really decided I wasn't a Christian anymore. Yeah. But then there was, you know, a couple people like when I was living in Boston that I was seen casually. And it was like any time I would mention anything related to a new girl. And then when things started getting more serious with me and Simone and I moved to Portland, like my mom was like, you know, just really concerned because like, you know, I don't think Simone's a believer. 
And, like, they would always ask me, like, oh, is she a believer? Like, do you guys go to church together? So I felt like I finally had to level with them and be like, listen, I'm not a believer, so it doesn't matter if she's a believer. (laughs) So, yeah, why don't we just all pump the brakes on that? Uh, That conversation did not go well. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. That just cracks me up when – but when you think about it, though, it is a – I think if you were a firm believer in something – it's a pretty important consideration. Like, I don't think my parents' wisdom is is incorrect. If I were to be, like, a staunch Christian, I think it would be a little unwise, maybe, to, like, enter into a serious relationship with someone who is not also oh, on yeah, that path. Absolutely. I mean, that's a fundamental difference. Yeah. That can definitely get in the way. And, yeah, I mean, that's just definitely, for someone like me who doesn't identify with anything religiously it's not at the top of my priority list but i do i think pay attention to how it's spoken about sure you know like are you 100 percent like anti-spirituality and stuff like i don't really need it to be your path but like are you going to right you're still looking for someone who has some some sense of spirituality some some sense of it or like just curiosity yeah or some knowledge about it at least you know Sure, it, like, is, it can be a little painful listening to someone like rip into something that they clearly know nothing about. <coughs> um, yeah, especially if it's a friend. And you're just well, like, oh. yeah, where like Ruby is definitely not a believer, and I wouldn't really necessarily call her like a person. That's you even... wouldn't call her a person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Trying to make me look like a misogynist on here. Sorry, y'all. We're <laughs> we're smoking a little weed back here and smoking a little reefer. <laughs> Um, Same silly thing. I wouldn't even necessarily say that she's a very spiritual person. However, I do know that she has like read the Bible, and she's also dipped into several other religions, and you know has knowledge of theology and and whatnot. So I think that is cool. And she's, you know, I would I would definitely maybe have issue if she was. It's like, why are you wasting your time with this? You know, like, right. why are you doing this fucking podcast? Or I think that know? would be tough for me as well in a partner. Um, like, w- someone being like super staunch atheist or just like completely uninterested in anything yeah. related to spirituality. But also, like, I don't think I could date a a super religious person. I just, it's I, I, and I don't even think that's like a. It's it it comes off weird, you know. It sounds sort of like close-minded or, um, I don't know, like hegemonic or something to be like, oh, I would date like a religious girl, a Christian girl, like she's a fucking horse girl or unicorn girl or some shit. <laughs> but it is sort of one of those things where I'm just like, well, I think we're I'm, we I'd be doing both of us a disservice, you know. And I think that uh, someone who's a Christian would get pretty either get very frustrated with me throughout the course of the relationship or I would convert them to the dark side. So I would just probably let them know up front, like, you know, f- yeah, fine, if you want to do this, but just know, like, I mean, I wouldn't actively try to... I just wouldn't do it, honestly. That's the point. It's the moral of the story is I just wouldn't mm. do it. I don't yeah. think... Even if I really like someone, I just would be like, it's just not... It's a, it's a too fundamental of a... Of a thing. So I think that I'm mostly on board with that, with the exception if I do think that I could date somebody that was religious as long as I could identify that they are a very free thinker and don't sure. let that impede on their free thinking. But 
Yeah, I mean, if it's a major part of their life. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a good a, point. I think that's a different thing than like maybe someone identifying that maybe doesn't really follow through with every practice and doesn't maybe even go to church on a weekly basis. Maybe they see, go then, like every other week or something. Yeah. But hmm. I do see like where it can be a conflict. Um, but I d- but then I've seen other people m- make it work. I don't really know what the inner workings of it, but um, I just remember a buddy of mine, his parents, one of them was, his mom was really Mormon and his dad was not religious at all. And it's just did that dad just like didn't like sex, but but he would like <laughs> I don't know, you know, Mormons like fuck but, through a bed sheet and like I don't know if that's actually I think that is true. I th- I, don't I know. think some of them participate in sure. that practice. I'm not sure that's that's like <laughs> right. That's a sweeping statement. Everyone, you I'm know, just, like yeah, maybe that's another like, thing. Is just like side. how religious are you? You know, because you could say like Hasidic Jews do fucking wild shit like that too that's true um but yeah i think it's just however it just has to not be super important to the person who is religious that like you buy into it at some point or something that like they can't have that intention that like oh andrew's gonna come come around in time after i show him the lord's way i mean the last conversation i had to have with my mom about all of this was I had to basically be like, I mean, she, I think she just like sent me a message, you know, saying that she had been thinking about me and praying for me and that she was still really sad that like I, you know, wasn't doing the whole church thing anymore and, you know, was, you know, hoping that I was, would still keep my heart open to the possibility of God, whatever. And I think the intention behind the message was, was very pure, but I, I sort of had to level with her and just be like, look, I don't want, you to think of me as like like it hurts me to know that you think of me as someone who needs saving it's very it's super painful so it's fine if you think that but like you can't project it onto our relationship because i don't think that yeah it's like i just need you to thinking that you're missing something right i need you to respect the fact that like i don't think that my soul needs to be saved yeah i know i'm we're all works in progress and, but I am, I'm working on it just like everyone else. I'm just doing it in my own way. For sure. And I think, I think after kind of had like those years of the fuck religion thing and kind of like sure. not really understanding what God was to me or whatever, just kind of maybe being perceived as somebody that was not fucking with spirituality at all. Some people kind of just make assumptions about like what your relationship is with that type of stuff. And I think, yeah, yeah. Like I'm further away from an organized religion, but in a lot of ways, I feel like I have like maybe a closer relationship with God or spirituality at this point than I ever have. Sure. You know? So I think it's just like often like this misconception that, yeah. That there isn't a part of you that is tied to that still in some way. Right. And that assumption that you need saving, like you're missing a part. And it's like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it doesn't work. So, well, fuck, I don't even, oh, I guess we got on that tangent because, yeah, yeah my congratulations, week. you have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I have a girlfriend. So that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. Great. I'm into it. Cool, man. Um, 
how was your week? Like, how are it, like... Is... I mean, it was pretty low-key, you know? Like, Thursday, we, we had a hang and did a couple podcasts, and um, I will say, like, I listened back to the Blue U episode on Sunday or Monday sometime. I did not like the way that I came off. <laughs> it's so funny, because I've done your podcast a couple times, Yeah, and when I listened back to those ones, I thought it was fine, but for some reason... I don't know. I don't know why. I don't. I don't think. I think it's probably just a me thing, but I really. Uh, and I know I texted you. I think it was Sunday night because I know I texted you Monday morning. Oh, just that. freaking out that I had made a comment about brushing my teeth. But, um, but it wasn't even just that. I just there was a lot of moments where like, I felt like I I sounded sort of arrogant, and so I've been sort of wrestling with that a little bit this week. Um, and I, yeah, obviously, I know I, I intentionally w- wasn't trying to come off any type of way. Yeah. But it was interesting listening back to myself, feeling like, eh, I don't know. I wish that I was hearing a little more humility from me. I think I was just excited to be talking, chatting with you about it. Yeah. But, um, we'll rebound. Yeah. You'll have another appearance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I also was super stoned when I was listening to it, so that <laughs> probably doesn't help. Very, uh, I should maybe give it another go. but critical about it. Yeah, for the most part, man, I just sort of laid low, like, you know, kicked it with my girlfriend all weekend. Uh, we just, like, stocked up on a bunch of food and just, like, made food and fucking drank wine and martinis and watched a bunch of shows and movies. And, like, yeah, it was just, like... Sort of like, I mean, this is what we're doing this weekend. We woke up to a bunch of snow, obviously, on Saturday. So, it was like, all right, well. um, The snow was so rad because it wasn't destructive in any way. Yeah. It was just like falling big flakes and then disappearing. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. But it was fun. It was lots of like, uh, you know, us browsing through something and then being like, oh, you know, because we're still pretty new, too. So, it'd be like, oh, you've never seen this movie? Like. Like, I'm yeah. so excited to share this with this experience with you. The trading off of things like yeah, that is for super, sure. super great. And it's fun to watch a movie. Like, it's cool to to be in a relationship where, and these moments are like, I mean, they're not entirely make or break, but they are a little bit like if you share something that you really love with, with someone new and then uh, they're kind of just like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. that's a huge bummer. Yeah. It's not a break, but it's a huge bummer. And so we had a cool moment where, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen What We Do in the Shadows. Amazing movie. movie. So funny. If you haven't seen it, it's a great Hell hunker yeah. down movie. So good. It's absolutely worth renting on Amazon. Um, same guy who did Jojo Rabbit. But, yeah, like, Savannah and I saw Jojo Rabbit together. We both loved it. That movie, also incredible. Um, and I was like, yeah, we should watch this. And, yeah, I mean, we were just, like, crying, laughing because it's so funny. Um and I was pretty confident that she was going to – She, I knew that she liked that sense of humor. So I was pretty confident she was going to like it. But it would have been weird if, like – because I love that movie. I think it's fucking genius. And it's, like, such a sleeper. Like, I think both Jojo Rabbit and uh, What We Do in the Shadows, if you try to explain the concept of the movie to someone, it sounds so dumb. It's like, oh, it's a mockumentary about vampires in New Zealand. It's like, What? <laughs> you know and then Jojo Rabbit's like oh it's like about this little boy in Nazi Germany who's whose imaginary friend is Hitler <laughs> it's like but it's really endearing and, and heartwarming yeah. I promise and people are like I don't know man it's like sounds wow but yeah that dude is uh is a great filmmaker and uh yeah so it was lots of that this weekend and then yeah Sunday night uh had sort of like a 
um, a house meeting about everything that's going on. I wanted to check in with people, make sure everyone's okay, but also wanted to let people know that I was going to go ahead and just sort of prepare the house for whatever this is um, and whatever it's going to turn into and just buy tons of, you know, dry goods and rice and beans and quinoa and lentils and whatever the fuck, like to just, you know, worst case scenario, like so that we can just hunker down as much as possible, especially if someone gets sick and we're really not supposed to be leaving the house, then it's like we should have, you know, minimum a week's supply for everybody. Um, so that's been sort of interesting to see how everyone else is doing it, dealing with it in the house. Everyone has sort of a totally different situation. We all do totally different things for work. Um, so like, you know, one person in the house like still has to go to work like you, one person in the house like works for themselves and like is going to take a huge financial hit and is sort of like just, I mean, in a really beautiful way, just kind of basking in the uncertainty of like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And like, hopefully opportunities present themselves, whatever. And then the other person is a school teacher. And it's kind of just like, I mean, schools are as of yesterday, schools are now closed until April 28th. So that's six weeks now. Um, Yeah. So and I think everyone is sort of dealing with it. And there's so much uncertainty. I know for me, I've definitely been anxious. And I think I've just been um I think I've been fighting that by just trying to help as much as possible. It's a good way. It is a good way, but it it backfired on me yesterday, honestly. Because I just like... So I posted a thing on Nextdoor on Sunday um, being like, hey, you know, I'm a young, healthy adult. Like, I'm here to make grocery runs for any elderly or, or immune-compromised individuals or pharmacy or honestly anything you need. Um, you know, please reach out if you need help. Like, don't be a stranger. Let's, you know, all band together, whatever. And I got a ton of messages. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not the only one that posted this message. I mean, I I didn't realize it when I was posting it, but I never go on next door. But then I was flipping through the feed and like half of them were people saying something very similar, which is very sweet and heartwarming to see the community sort of stepping up and being like, hey, let me like use my privilege to help others. Like, so... In that same vein, I mean, I, I started sort of like fielding these requests. Some of them were requests for information from people who don't know where, you know, they're older and they're like, hey, I don't really know how to work this thing or what's going on. And like, I need food. Like, I have no money. And like, I don't know what, I don't know. I've never been in this situation before. Like, they don't really know how to use the internet. Like, we live in such a weird world, you know? Yeah. For them. So some of it was just helping those folks kind of navigate a situation or... Some of it I had to delegate out to other people who had posted on my on my post saying that they would help other people. And then other things like I just handled myself. Um, and yeah, there was this one woman that like, uh, like just needed a lot of help. And so I just sort of like, I just went and got her what she needed. She wasn't asking for much, which I think was heartbreaking too. She was asking for like deli meat, bread, SpaghettiOs, food for her dogs. Yeah. She lives she lives on disability. She has nothing. She's just, you know, she's very old and very poor. And so, like, I went and delivered this stuff to her, and I was just like, yeah, it was heartbreaking. I mean, she was super grateful. Um, and, yeah, like I said, you know, she wasn't asking for much, and she was, I, you know, definitely wanted to make sure that I, like, got her what she needed for at least a couple weeks until she said she'll have some money coming in on the 1st. Um so, yeah, she was really sweet and gracious. And then, like, 
there were other people who like like it's hard to tell you know you put yourself out there for help and like there was this one woman who um messaged me this long message that seemed very heartfelt and was basically just like you know new to the city she doesn't know anyone she has no family support she has two very young kids under the age of two um and she's a hairdresser and like can't work yeah no tips and she just was just like basically just like i just need straight up money like can you help me you know and she was like i know that i'm a stranger and like it's told you know it's totally fine i know this is like a little a strange request i'm sorry if it's out of line or whatever but like i'm desperate and i'm like fuck it i mean yeah i i can afford to help you so like i sent her some money and then she messages me later on in the day and she's like hey like they only have this size of formula at the store like baby formula and i'm like she's like i can probably get by with what i have whatever but like is there any way you could send me like a little bit more and so i did i was like you know what fine like it wasn't a lot more you know it's like 30 bucks and so i was just like all right fine 30 more dollars and then i woke up this morning and saw that she had messaged me again last night a third time in the day super long message being like you know i'm sorry i keep asking whatever but like i still need help with groceries like and i just was like yo yeah like clearly i want to help like i've sent you money twice today and like it's that's a hard situation where again where's that line of like are you taking advantage of me right now or are you so desperate and you have nobody and i can't tell but um but also you've done your part i feel like sure that's the what that's the call that i made this morning was like you know what i've already given this woman some money like to try to help complete stranger complete stranger um just trying yeah you know just trying to do my part but that was a little bit strange you, you could have easily said no the second time and still done a lot for that person sure sure so right but yeah. to see the third time was a, a little bit like like is she just pressing are you, are you, you because she knows right now? that you are willing to do this and that then there was other stuff in her messages that made me think that it was sort of like that everything was super genuine and that she's just kind of panicked and like she just doesn't really have anyone to reach out to and like so that's hard for me where it's like you know i think it's i think there's a very real possibility that that was all real and that it's super embarrassing for her to have to do that and like you know for me like i just had to draw the line where i drew the line so it's like well i can't i can't support you like you know, all the way through this, you're going to need some help from other people. I can, I can give you some, yeah, you've offered your help. Right. It doesn't mean you have to Undying be support. It's not on the table, the backbone of somebody's financial needs right now. No, I can't. And yeah, I have my own, you know, I'm trying to offer help outside of my own immediate group, but like I have my own immediate group to look out for as well. And like, I, you know, have this house and some, and people live here and like, you know, there's a possibility that like, people aren't going to be able to pay rent right and and uh that's that's okay and i have to be ready for i mean you can't evict them anyways right but i (laughs) but i never would and i have to be and i have to be ready for that moment so that i can like i can float that Um, yeah you maybe need to have a month's rent where you're not assuming that everybody can pay sure why not at this point so yeah so yeah, it's that's been a, a rough position to be in, man. But very cool that you put yourself out there like that. To you well, know. it's interesting though, because like I said, I mean, I think I did it 
sort of selfishly as a way to sort of quell my anxiety, you know, to just focus on like, you know, if I can try to help others, if I can spread some of the extra resources that I have around, you know, hopefully that'll make me feel better. Um, And it sort of goes back to that chat that we had of like, yeah, like, why are you doing this? And I sort of, I, I had to sit and really think about like, why, why am I like diving so deep into this, like helping people? I think part of it is genuine of like, you know, it's people, some people are in, it's kind of a crisis right now. And so I do feel a genuine pull to just like help others, including strangers who really need it. Um, But then I also think that, yeah, I do think that there is a part of me too that just like wants to be seen as the helper. Um, And that's a tough thing to reconcile. And like, um, I think I've thought a lot about like that. Yeah. Sort of what Jesus says about like, about helping others and, and the intention behind it. And I think, you know, obviously at this time it's like, who the fuck cares if the outcomes are the same, you know, like it's still good that I'm helping people obviously. But, um, I don't know. I think that's a pretty powerful, like spiritual teaching that sort of stuck with me from our conversation around Matthew Yeah. of just like, you know, trying to do things for like the really pure right reason for sure. Um, and not really care about what, yeah, what you gain from it. And when you don't care about what you gain from it, you might gain a whole lot. And when you do care about what you gain from it, I mean, I had, yeah, I had a really hard day yesterday after running around all morning, running errands for people and delivering stuff to people and sending people money and whatever. Of just feeling like f- so drained. Yeah. You know? And why am super, I doing this? And not even why am I doing this, but super sad that like there's, you know, I'm, I helped maybe like six people yesterday personally and then like sent another. 10 to 15 to like others to get help from them yeah um but even then like the people that i help that i help personally that the few people that i saw personally um yeah like it just it bummed me out to know like how many others are there out there that need this help that like i can't get to i can't get i can't help everyone i can just tend to my corner of the garden yeah you can only water the plants in your garden Um, man but that's sort of like overwhelming sort of like uh almost like existential moment of just being like oh my god like this is ha- this is a thing that's happening to thousands and thousands sure. of people around me and like but there's so little you know it's a it's a feeling of like i'm doing my best to try to help and i feel like i'm barely making a dent for sure but you really you changed the day for those people that you did connect with on that level you know sure and that is all you can do and you know like even if there's a selfish part of kind of wanting to be seen as the helper like at least hopefully some people genuinely will see you as the helper and reach out to you when they do need help and not just financially but emotionally like i think there's like something to that too and and that I don't know from getting to spend time with you like the last four years i like genuinely feel like you are that person too of like someone that like i can reach out to if i really did need help like emotionally or whatever like so i think there's like part of being seen that way too is not all bad sure but i realize well, you i know, appreciate that yeah for sure i mean it is a weird time like yeah it's a weird time yeah to like be 
being hard on yourself, but it's just like the human nature of it. Yeah. And like I've definitely been struggling a little bit with this and <laughs> kind of figuring out like what my place is in the situation and just how I can like be helpful. And like part of that is just like being conflicted about what I'm doing at work or like, should I even be at work? Am I helping the right. cause or not helping the cause or, being here? Yeah, is it good for me to be offering people to come get a cake in this time? And like, because we're worried about keeping the business alive or, you know, just anything like that. But it also is like one of those, death experiences where it's just kind of puts things in perspective too of what is important like in my life right now you know am i spending my time wisely <laughs> like right. when it comes down to like this situation if there was no um are we still recording that's we good. are yeah <laughs> probably check in on that every once in a while <laughs> um but yeah i don't know it just kind of puts things in just like perspective of like how have I spent my money up until this point? You know, when we get into this, maybe a situation where there are some, maybe some dire needs, like what if things don't like, don't flatten out or they didn't flatten out and people just slowly get picked off and and die. And it's just like, all right, well, just focus on the, the simple things, the things that I'm super appreciative right sure. now. It's like, you know, having that, a solid relationship with the lady friend is like very cool right now of like, Oh, like this is like an important thing. Probably not all of the things I'm chasing down all the time or whatever. You know? Right. So it's just, you know, can't play hockey right now or go to For shows sure. right now. So like those things are not important at the moment, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And shout out to people that are like, single and struggling with being single as all this shit is happening yeah just be um, fucking super lonely not yeah. being able to like interact hope, with strangers yeah really. i hope that i hope that y'all reach out like to whatever network you do have you know just to your friends to like yeah get the love and support that you need emotionally because um yeah i think for those that do have like a partner i think that that feeds so much of that you know you get some yeah yeah you get a lot of that a lot of those needs met through that so um yeah the memes though the memes are still Dude. great <laughs> keep the memes coming oh man the memes have been amazing <laughs> do you have any f any favorites off the top of your head that you saw this last week um this wasn't even really necessarily a meme but like somebody um made a a Panic at the Disco ripoff shirt that's Panic at the Costco that I really liked <laughs> just because of the fucking mayhem that's been going down yeah. at the Costco's and people For lining sure. up like two hours early yeah. before they even open. Um, it's crazy, man. Yeah, what about, have you seen anything? That's I mean, like, I've seen so many. Like the Jumanji one is still like, I think the, the top level of it for me. Yeah. I saw one that was pretty good that was like, I think it was particular to Portland that was like, does anyone feel like uh, like life is being written by a fourth grader right now? <laughs> and then it just goes on to like tell this story that's like, and then there was this virus and it was really bad and schools closed for like a long time. And then like it snowed and then it was super nice. <laughs> and then it's just, just like, yeah, it's true. Like none of this shit 
makes sense and it's just all over the place and just day to day is a fucking roller coaster. Yeah. Um I another one that I saw and I think this was probably geared more towards, you know, the the younger kids that still live at home. Um but it was just like you know, someone in a bathroom and it was like when mom hears you coughing and it's like someone coughing and then a dog like runs to the doorway and just has this super serious stare. <laughs> just like fucking and it's kind of a funny looking like boxer. It just has a super fucking serious stare that just holds for like ten seconds, just kind of like, yeah, face up. That very much does look like a mom just looking at you, being like, "Did did you just Corona cough? Did you just Corona cough?" Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's been a couple of really good weed ones too, just of like people holding huge bags of weed. Yeah, and they're just like, like fuck toilet paper, fuck toilet paper. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to make sure this this weed supply doesn't wear run out. For sure. That was me yesterday. I just like making sure like, hey, is the dispensary going to close? It looks like they're keeping them open as like for pharmaceutical purposes. You know, a lot of people like do get a lot of relief from the the sweet, sweet Chiba. I'm probably like not that person. (laughs) Like I'm just trying to make sure my recreational weed doesn't run out for the most part. I mean, not to say it's not. It gives you some relief, right? I mean, it's super solid for anxiety a lot of the time, but sometimes it is the uh, creator of it (laughs) as well. But yeah, I definitely like like find a lot of benefits from, from using aside from the recreational ones but i was just like yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go buy a lot of weed right now yeah in case this this thing closes down but then there's been some like really cool like more heartfelt shit like the seeing the people in italy and spain playing music on their balconies or all singing together from their balconies has been very cool yeah i don't know if you've seen many of those videos Yeah, pretty amazing uh just to see those people that you know probably a lot of probably have never talked to each other and they're just like singing from their balconies i saw the funniest one i saw though was uh in uh barcelona (laughs) this dude is like playing keys on his patio and uh they're playing my heart will go on from the titanic (laughs) Oh and he's God. playing the keys and then like some other dude is like another building down and he's like out like playing his saxophone like just this collaboration of musicians it. from different balconies and stuff yeah is yeah that's cool really cool it is it's heartwarming to see people band together and to see people show up for each other and yeah because nothing else matters at this point really you know right. you have like the few assholes that are gonna be like fuck this it doesn't affect me because i'm young and we're just gonna party still but for the most part you know it seems like everybody's kind of in the same situation sure sure yeah i will say that i uh i went to a liquor store on monday and that was i I chose a a liquor store that was and i just happened to be in the area of one that's like kind of crazy um it's right on the border of Oregon and Washington, so lots of people drive down from Washington to uh, to go to it, so they don't have to pay taxes. So it's just, I mean, it's a really big one, too. It's like a big warehouse. It's like swimming with people. I'm trying to keep my distance. They did have what I was looking for, um, but there was only one bottle left, which is all I wanted. I just wanted one big bottle of gin. I was like, this will be plenty for me. And, uh, but I saw motherfuckers walking out with like, like I walked into the liquor store and this woman is, 
I shit you not, has like five to seven fifths of whiskey just in her arms. And she says to me right as I'm walking in, like I'm holding the door for her. And she's just like, no bags, no bags. They have no bags in there. And I just was like, oh my God, what is happening? And then this other lady right in front of me spent $600 on like, fucking Patron and Grey Goose and like four cartons of Marlboros. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, this is this crowd, holy shit. Yeah, dude. Holy shit, man. Say no house party. No, no, no. These are people <laughs> who are just like, oh, I'm stuck in my house for two weeks. I need seven fifths of whiskey. It's <laughs> like, what? Um, what? My buddy at work told me today that he went to Winco last night. And he was walking by the area where the toilet paper and and paper towels are supposed to be. And, of course, they're completely depleted. And he said, one dude just starts screaming at everybody, like, you motherfuckers. (laughs) Like, just losing it it. in the store. (laughs) Oh, my God. And just yelling that that this is, like, all a lie. (laughs) I saw someone do that at Walgreens. He just walked in and he was just like, again? Again with this? Again? Y'all motherfuckers just gotta be buying all the fucking TP every goddamn day? Yeah, he was pissed. He'd clearly been to quite a few stores that morning. Um, it's tough out there. I hope everyone can keep their butts clean. Yeah. And if you can't, again, I've got a bidet. It's, and you have plenty of time to catch up on Bible. It's not open to you, but you can get your own bidet for $20 on Amazon. <laughs> plenty of time to catch up on Bible buds. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the Bible. Yeah, we should probably get into this thing. Yeah, um, let's chat about this. Elijah. Is kind of yeah. This whole situation has kind of derailed us from getting some guests on here, but yeah, we decided to get into another shorter story in the Bible, um, the Ascension of Elijah, which I'm I'm still pretty unclear about a lot of things happening here. Did you get some context of who Elijah is? I did some research before I read. Okay, um, so he's. Cool. Yeah, because he's like Hebrew prophet. He's but maybe the most important prophet in the Jewish faith. Yeah, I mean he rides hard for Yahweh. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean that's pretty much like his name. Is rides hard for Yahweh? Yeah, pretty much, dude. Like more or less. I mean his name means Yahweh is, is my God. So he right. he goes very hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is like one of those things is. I mean, this is Old Testament. It's super old shit. Yeah, man. I mean, doesn't Yahweh, make a lot of sense. Yahweh is like recognizes the national god of like the Iron Age, and then like later into the Bronze Age. Like we're talking three hundred BC, six hundred BC, yeah. and then this story takes place like nine hundred BC. Yeah. So deep, deep, deep. <laughs> so even understanding like those times is kind of wild because. Like, for a while, there's all of these other gods and deities right. that people worship, and Yahweh is kind of just this. One of them. Yeah, he's one of them. He's the god of, like, storms and he's warriors kind of an, or something. He's kind of an angry god. Yeah. But you know what Yahweh means? Um, I don't know what Yahweh, Yahweh means. Yahweh means I am. So this god... His name is the is the great I am, um, which is so interesting and does a lot for like the conception of this God because like 
mystical understandings of the Bible, even of Judaism, if you were to like get into like the Kabbalah or whatever, it's like, yeah, God is just like pure being. God is just is isness or whatever. Um, and it's literally there's that fucking bee again. You it's literally what God is saying in like, yeah, fifteen hundred, a thousand BC is like my name is I am. Yeah. Which is a trip. It's a trip because then it's like, I mean, you have, you still have it sort of interpreted and like see God sort of personified and even given a, a gender, you know, but um, yeah, it's all kind of right there though. But you miss that if you're an English reader and you're just reading the Bible because that's not how it's translated in English. It's translated as Yahweh. So you have to like do some research and like figure out uh what that word means in hebrew yeah yeah it's just it's all kind of a trip that there is like that many different gods and like goddesses that people worshiped around that time too and by the time elijah gets in the mix it's like 900 bc and like around six it looks like 600 bc is when people started recognizing yahweh as the almighty god of the entire universe sure the one true God. So sure. there wasn't a lot of other like monotheism out there. I mean, there was like Zoroastrianism, which predates Judaism. I think there was something else in the, uh, yeah. In like the middle East India region, maybe for sure. But, yeah. There's not, most of it is multi, like lots of different deities, lots of different gods or idols or whatever that you worship. And yeah. And Elijah is, uh, He's one of these dudes who's, you know, pops up in a bunch of different religions as prophets, you know, Christianity, as well as like the Hebrew stuff. And then all the the Quran, all the Abrahamic religions share a lot of the same prophets. Yeah. Like in the Quran, he's recognized as a prophet and he's a messenger of God. So, yeah, he's a big one. Yeah, he's a big one. Um. So I did I did do cool. just a little bit of background and kind of trying to like gain some context for this cuz it's one of those this whole king section is just like another one of those things that like jumps around so much for and sure. I didn't, I didn't read it all but I tried to like read some on the front end and the back end a little bit just to yeah see where this part comes into play and uh Yeah, so basically what the part we agreed to talk to about or talk about today is sort of the end of Elijah's story. Yeah, this is Kings two. Second Kings chapter two. Yes. Um and first Kings is really like the story of Elijah. Uh and other shit too. The sort of the story of like that region at the time. Um it's very dry. Like I've I've read um uh, both first and second Kings many times. And yeah, I mean the Old Testament I mean it's just like so old it's translated so many times till it gets to English, whatever, um, or th- through so much cultural context that like so much of it is just kind of lost and you're reading it and you're like, what? I don't, yeah. So it's just kind of a trip. Um, but yeah, we just agreed to kind of talk about the end of his story, which is a sort of important uh, moment in the Old Testament, just that one chapter. Yeah. Um I just want to throw out there that it would have been great if the other prophet in this story could have not been named Elisha. Right. 
You know what? I was reading it as Elijah and Alicia, so and I was, was hoping I. that they were married. And I was like, "That's so fucking was I. cute, man." Elijah and Alicia, like, that's great. I love it. And then it was like, "Oh wait, he's a dude." And then I was yeah. like, "Wait, are they gay?" And I got really excited. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, he's just another prophet." Yeah, like, he's just another prophet. I also saw it as like some relationship like that. And then from doing a little bit deeper uh, research, I found more and more enunciations of Elisha, and yeah. that is. A pretty yeah, subtle Elijah, difference. Elisha. Yeah, it's it's a it's a little rough. Um, maybe a different name would have been helpful to me at least reading sure. this story. Well, whoever wrote this, you know, three thousand years ago, clearly wasn't thinking of you. Yeah, no, they they had no concern about this situation. But uh, so you want to give us like a little rundown of what this this ascension story is? Um. Yeah, I mean, basically, Elijah is, uh, he's going out. He's going out to the different cities. He's getting called. Yeah. To different cities. And he keeps, from the beginning, what is the first city they go to? Uh, The one with the G. The first Uh, city they go to is, oh, man. Anyway, he he gets the call. To start cruising these different cities, and he keeps Gilgal is the first Gilgal, and he insists that Elisha stays behind. Yeah, it's like no, you don't need to do this. I'm gonna go do this thing, and Elisha keeps insisting that he goes with him. Right, and he's like, no, you're not gonna go alone. If you're going for God, I'm going for God. Yep. kind of thing you yep. know and then he keeps being approached by these people in these cities and they're just like you know that uh yeah elisha does yeah elisha keeps being approached by people saying like why are you what are you doing and don't you know you're going to be taken from your master soon yeah because your master's fucking about to get got <laughs> about to get got and uh then they cruise uh is jericho the next city it goes Bethel. Bethel. And then it goes... So they go to Bethel. The thing repeats. Yeah, it goes Bethel. Then it goes Jericho. Elijah says, I'm going to do the thing. And Elisha, and that you should stay. And Elisha, again, insists that he go along and, um, and you know, fulfill God's will with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they get to Jericho. And the same... Same thing same happens. Same thing happens... And um, and then they go to the Jordan River, and then they go to the Jordan River, and that's 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 when Elijah asks um, Elisha what he wants. What does he tell him? He He says, uh, "Tell me, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you?" This is after they've crossed the river in a way that is very similar to Moses. Yeah. Like, Elijah takes his staff and slams it on the ground and fucking parts a river and they walk across it. And I was like, oh, real original. Yeah, I think it even um, says maybe his cloak. Uh, oh, yeah, Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck yeah. the water with it. Oh, wow. So he gets he gets naked. Okay, well, that's a cool twist. So, yeah, yeah, then he says, tell me, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? And this is really interesting because then Elisha says, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Kind of recognizing that. He has so much spirit. 
I guess. I don't I guess. know. And that he wants even more of that. Yeah. Like, he wants to... I thought that that was a cool ask until I heard Elijah's response, and then I was like, huh. Yeah, Elijah <laughs> pretty much tells him it's a tough ask. He goes, tough ask, uh, but can grant it to you if you watch, if you see me get taken by the Lord. Sure. Then you, you can be my successor. If you don't see me... Yeah, I think that's really more what this is about. It's secession. It's yeah, like, because, because, you know, Elijah is this... He's well the, respected. He's the spiritual head of a of a movement. Yeah, he's he's a man of magic. Yeah, a magi, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a miracle worker. Elisha is wants to be that, and yeah, ends up being that person. But yeah, that's essentially the ask. I think it's what what he means by like, you know, let me let me step into your shoes. Essentially. Right. And uh, yeah, he tells him that as long as he sees him be taken by the Lord that this can happen and uh then this whirlwind occurs yep <laughs> this whirlwind situation occurs yeah where elijah is taken up into what is perceived to be the heavens i guess right um there's some controversy around this and maybe we can like get into that after sure finishing out the story oh it's a truck backing up that's very nice. Yeah. That's right. so, that's so people know that we're actually outside. We, we are outside. We weren't lying to them. Because um, we don't lie on this podcast because it's, it's not good for the Lord. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but you should always double check. <laughs> you should always double check the facts on this show. <laughs> that is for certain. Um, is that coming through, like, terribly? I don't think we so. We like, talk through it? Yeah, we're Perfect. good. Um, so then Elijah's taken... And Elisha, like, takes his cloak and does the same thing that Elijah did with the river. Right. And then all Basically these, puts God to the test. Yeah. It's like, do I have this power? And he does. And, uh, yeah, he does. And then the, the 50 men or whatever that were there before gather around him and tell him that they're going to go search for Elijah pretty much and he's just like no you don't need to do that right and they're like but we're gonna go do it kind of like he did to, <laughs> to right. elijah the whole time Be like, no. he's just like oh no, no I'm you going. don't need to come do this and he's just like no i'm going to go also and then they go and they they find nothing and El elijah is like yeah i told you that you were gonna find nothing and um yeah where does it finish up that's it that's, that's it the right? end of, that's yeah, the end of the that whole, story that's the whole thing yeah um so yeah it sort of again it sort of jumps around a little bit sort of seems a little bit nonsensical it's hard to really pick apart like meanings of this and that um i don't know i do think it's interesting that like elijah ascending into heaven or the heavens like can be interpreted in a million different ways depending on where you're coming from yeah if you're coming from like a strictly biblical standpoint then you can make this argument of like well there's three interpretations of the word heaven and one right. is like the sky and one is the universe and one is like the actual heavenly realm and so maybe elijah just went into the sky um <laughs> and but that Dude. to me is like not that compelling i'm like well fuck i mean but it makes i don't know the whole, I don't know, the whole there's, story is... Uh, 
there's this dude who has this series called like untelling the lies of the bible okay and he has like a five minute um little video on on this situation but he runs through like the different interpretations of the heaven and whatnot but he's then like very earnestly saying in this video (laughs) pretty much that he's just like yeah so it's entirely possible that elijah was just just you know, whirlwinded into the sky and then transported to a different area of Earth. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, I read that too. <laughs> and I was like, somehow to me that seems less plausible than he actually just transcended into like heaven or ascended into heaven, like into like heaven as yeah. we know it. So I guess, know? yeah. And then some of the. But contra- I also did have this funny thought of like, maybe he's still just floating out in the universe somewhere. Right, he's got blasted he's out into like the, into the actual physical great unknown. Well, I guess the issue too is that later there's this letter that comes from Elijah, right, to Jeroma uh, or yeah, some a king, one of the kings that it's Josephat's son who later becomes the king, um, and that doesn't happen until like 10 years later so there's this argument that right that he just was transported somewhere else that he was transported somewhere else because he wouldn't have been able to write this letter because it's specifically to jeroma and jeroma wasn't the king at that time so it would have been right weird if he did that and then there's this whole thing of like i guess john 313 references that the only person that will be ascended to heaven is one that came down from heaven Right, meaning Jesus. Yeah, and but just kind of calling bullshit th- on that, like like him being able to be. I just ascended. gotta say, I don't know. Man. As it regards to heaven, I haven't thought about this in so long, but I had this like crazy flashback to sitting in church when I was probably like fifteen or sixteen, and I went to this like big mega church, and uh, they did a whole thing on like sort of like the end of the world and like what to expect when you die and like. Yeah, shit where, like, they normally didn't tread on waters of, like, you know, I feel like they normally kept it pretty cool, and uh, it was more just advice for how to live a good life, um, as Jesus would have wanted you to, and not so much, like, the fundamentalist shit. Um, but yeah, motherfucker, this, this fucking pastor pulls a whiteboard out, as if we're in goddamn science <laughs> class, and starts, like, diagramming out where the fuck you go and basically starts like referencing all these things in the Bible and being like, yeah, so um, there's like a holding space for all the souls because heaven does not become open until Jesus comes back. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, wait, what the fuck? But yeah, they're just super seriously to thousands of people just being like, yeah, so what happens is like your soul goes to like this holding space and then when Jesus comes back, then like, heaven joins earth and heaven will be on earth and your soul will rejoin your body and your body will be made perfect again. And that's when I was like, Oh, y'all believe that (laughs) first off, super disappointed that heaven's going to be on earth. I was kind of trying to go somewhere else. Like I like earth, but like I was looking forward to maybe something new for eternity. Right. Uh, something like super wild. And I don't know. I just don't want it to be physically here. I was going up and up, up and away, you know, I was a little disappointed by that. Um, but also was just super thrown by like all of this, like pretty crazy conjecture, you know, supported very loosely by 
just like random Bible verses, and they're just like he's literally diagramming it out on a whiteboard. Um, yeah, it was kind of a trip. It's kind of a trip. Yeah, all this shit is very crazy, and we kind of touched on it a couple during a couple episodes, but just if you don't know all the research behind a lot of this stuff, it can just be very difficult to. I don't know how you know make what's sense happening of any of it. I've been just kind of occasionally checking in on these longer form um, talks or sermons that are people are giving on these things just to see what's good with it. And their knowledge for shit is just like so impressive. Sure. For all of the history and the context around all of this, this stuff is you have to have it. You have to have it. If you read this in a vacuum, it means it makes no sense. Yeah. You're just like, all right, these two fucking, this gay couples roaming around the <laughs> desert, going to different cities. Like, one of them is super, super codependent and, like, won't leave the other <laughs> side. He's trying to get some space. But, and then apparently, yeah, one of them gets whisked away. And, yeah, it does it just, like, on paper, on its own, it makes, yeah. It's, like, a very strange, I guess, like, myth. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, I don't know exactly what's happening here. It's just like at the end is Elisha just trying to let these people know that they're not going to find Elijah because Elisha is now now the the dude. Right. Like he's the one. I'm the, the one staff. now. You don't need to like this is why I told you you didn't need to go look. Yeah, but, but then can we talk about what happens directly? Did you read what happens right after this? Um lead me in and i will like it will help jog okay. my memory because I, I did i did try to read okay. a little bit after because i did have a i did have a pretty strong what the fuck king james moment here i read a little bit before about about elijah setting fire to many people elisha or elijah elijah commanding god did some way to light yo, fire to people i mean i think this yeah i think the uh i think the old testament is super metal yeah, they burn super, a lot of shit down. They burn down. a lot down. They burn a lot down to uh, cleanse the earth. <laughs> For sure. All right, I'm just pulling this up right now. Because, I don't know, um, whatever sparked this idea to do this, this particular story, there was supposed to be some uh, some clarity or cleansing involved in the message right that's what we that's what we found in the research that's yeah. what we were hoping for and I'm uh, having a part time i felt like that was that topical as we all need this cleansing during this this virus yeah, but i don't like i'm just I not feel, really seeing feel dirtier than i did <laughs> yeah. before no so what happens after this though with elisha like yeah both prophets are kind of fucked up and yeah elisha basically like um you know he does some healing uh we should have called him Alicia. It would have been easier for everybody to yeah, understand. Yeah, Alicia. We're talking the second one, the second guy, <laughs> not Elijah, the clingy, the clingy one. Um, <laughs> so then he leaves. One. He leaves Bethel. Uh, so it says, and he went up from thence unto Bethel, or so I guess he goes to Bethel. And as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him and said unto him. Go up, thou bald head. Go up, thou bald head. Basically, like, as a reference to Elijah, saying, like, oh, why don't you just, like, do your little ascent thing <laughs> and making fun of him for being bald. And then at verse 24, 
We're still in Second Kings chapter 2, verse 24. It says, And he turned back and looked on them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two she-bears out of the wood and tear forty and two children of them. Basically, like, the translation of that is like, these two she-bears mauled the fuck out of this group of, like, teenagers that were mocking Elisha. And then, and that's the end. And then it's like, and he went from thence to Mount Carmel, and from thence he returned to Samaria. What the fuck, King Thank you for reminding me of this, because this is the, the moment where I was just thinking to myself that there had to be a very good King James version of of the, the mauling. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. What the f- so There's so much what the fuck in there. One, just the story of like, and again, like, probably this this didn't, I would say almost definitely this didn't literally happen. Um <laughs> No one can say for sure, but we'll go with more than probably. Almost certainly this didn't happen, actually. But if you were to read that, like, if you were to be interpreting the Bible literally, like, how do you account for that? That's insane to just say, like, these kids are being kids. And, yeah, they're being kind of assholes, but, like, who... It's such a different teaching than, like, Jesus is basically just like, yeah, you know, you he who was among us who has not sinned like cast the first stone and then elisha just has like no room to fucking hold space for these kids to be growing up and yeah he's just like oh you thought this was a game oh you think you can make fun of my bald head think you can disgrace the lord i'm sicking bears on you and like i saw one interpretation of that verse be like listen the way that we interpret the like the hebrew there um says nothing about death they were just mauled which is a loose term for like injured badly. But either I was like, way, that doesn't make it better. Yeah, it doesn't help. So you're just injuring people that don't believe you're still, or, like, or sicking these gigantic dogs essentially on these teenage kids and like not a lot of uh, compassion and understanding there. Those are hard. We think these times are hard. The Old Testament times were hard as fuck. <laughs> Old Testament didn't fuck around. No, it's hard. The whole as thing f- is metal. Dude, hard as shit. Super metal. Yeah, basically get on board or get mauled to Beth mauled to serious injury by bears yeah going back to the story of the ascension i just don't know really what i'm supposed to take away from elisha's insistent um him being insistent on going with elijah to each city was that supposed to show his loyalty to him sort of what i took from it and just his his his, his belief own that personal, like like calling yeah you know that like if this is god calling you he's calling me too kind of thing right is that why i'm going with trent on this trip might be <laughs> just like as long as you're alive and if god you're being is called, in you if you're being called i'm, I'm being, being called, called baby <laughs> let's go let's but, fucking corona yeah. appetite on this empty plane and then his uh, reward for doing so is just, you know, being him the being there prophet. the whole time. Yeah. Though, like, and seeing it through I guess, without yeah. Elijah ever really asking him to not go. But then he's, like, going against, like, the Lord's will by him saying, you shouldn't go with me to these places. <laughs> yeah, but is that the Lord's will or just Elijah's will? Ah. So you're saying Elijah doesn't know what the Lord is trying to say. I mean, Elijah just knows some loose, like, go to this town. Yeah. 
to preach or what or to save them from something <laughs> or I don't know, man. The Old Testament is a lot of like, hey, go save this town from like same thing with Jonah, you know? Yeah. God's basically just like, Hey, go preach to that town, otherwise I'm gonna burn it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You better go teach that, hey, preach that town. Tell them about me. I'm gonna burn uh, it down. <laughs> you better go. Yeah, better go do that before I burn it down. And then just when you think I'm gonna burn it down, I'm not going to, and you're gonna be real mad about it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, I guess that makes sense. Just yeah. him uh, following his own calling, believing in that. Yeah, and then being rewarded for it in some way i don't know how cleansing it is i don't feel very clean i mean (laughs) the waters the waters are symbolic of cleansing i suppose but um yeah i mean i think again i think it's a story that's obviously has some kind of deeper truth and i think the further away you get culturally from these things like the harder it is to understand the deepest truth that's trying to be conveyed, you know? And I feel like we had a maybe a slightly easier time, at least maybe not understanding, but being able to offer some conjecture about what we thought it might be in the New Testament. And then in these in these Old Testament stories, it's like, oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> you have any idea? No, I couldn't understand it at all. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty much in... Sort of the conversation. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a lot different than maybe reading that Jonah and the Whale story. Sure. I guess because I just had to. This is one of those things that I just, aside from like the very clear understanding of maybe Elisha becoming the the successor of Elijah being like whirlwinded away to wherever he went heaven or whatever place he was transported to and and him just staying by his side i just kind of like reread this thing a couple times or and just kind of do some research on like what other people's thoughts were on what happened here to see if like if i was missing anything and that really didn't provide me with any clarity at all it uh just made me go down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out if there was an ascension that even happened Right. a lot of people don't think it happened. Yeah, or like what was the actual definition of this ascension? Yeah. Was it just... But it is interesting that it's described as like this chariot of fire with like these horses that come down and like grab... And then they create so this whirlwind. More, yeah. But did the whirlwind grab them or the chariot? See, that's the also like part of the controversy of the thing. Because if the chariot says, grabs him, clearly the, he's not just... I don't know where the fuck he's going. Yeah, but it says the whirlwind... The whirlwind crap. Yeah. But some stories are the interpretation is like even from kind of jumping around to like these shorter stories on like maybe YouTube, there is a lot of them that display it more of like this chariot of fire. Right. Taking him away. But it's really like what it says in the Bible. It says a whirlwind. Right. Interesting. So. Well, I think clearly whoever wrote this was just trying to cover up the truth of the fact that elijah was fucking got got by a got scooped up by a ufo yeah ancient the yeah clearly it's ancient aliens <laughs> it's either that or a dragon oh oh chariot of fire game of thrones style that'd be kind of cool well a dragon would it. obviously be an alien 
You've never seen Game of Thrones? No, I didn't do it. Wow. Yeah, I do. I'm one of that's those. That's like that's its own religion <laughs> to just be like, nah, I'm just not gonna yeah, watch that. Never checked it, it out. <laughs> wow. I did watch the first episode of that new Messiah show though. Yo, I crushed that show. What did you th- so you liked it? I really liked it. Okay, then I, I thought it was I, very interesting. I and it has you on the edge of your seat the whole way through where you're just like, I don't know, he fucking might be or he might not be. Like, we don't know. I feel like I should watch more of it now, though. It's very good. So maybe we could have a more in-depth conversation about it. Yeah, I really... there's definitely I like it. I think in it. terms of, like, religious belief and how movements get started and, like, understanding prophets and what I, I don't know. It's just, like... Because it's more... It's, it's, it's also, an like, interesting show. a little more progressive in ways, too, like, where the Bible's not. Like, I just remember even in that the first episode, the only one that I've seen, just uh, him asking... Why uh, there's no women? Why there's no women? And he's laughed at by this dude. Yeah, and he kicks just him like, in the face. He's just, yeah, he, <laughs> that was really dope that he just fucking kicks him in the face. But then he's also just tells him, "Hey, you just gave up your seat. You're not you're not sitting here anymore, and you're gonna get and you're gonna give it up to a woman. Yeah, to two, <laughs> to two women. Yeah. I know I th- that is a cool scene for sure. Um, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting show, you know, of like sort of. Yeah, it's commenting on a lot. It's commenting on, like, religion and belief. Also commenting on, like, con men. And, like, you know, this dude is just conning everyone. And, like, how, yeah, really good con men function. And we see that a lot in modern-day religion with a lot of the evangelical pastors. and like Or even in, like, the New Age movement. I think you see a lot of people who are offering up something as, like, really solid, whatever it is. And then you, you're just like, yo, this is like a lot of bullshit. And sort of like, yeah, it's like you might actually believe this, but it's like shame on you for like sharing it with other people as like a as a true thing when it's not rooted in anything. I mean, yeah. Even something like the Bikram yoga thing that happens where sure. you know this dude becomes this very powerful person in this community and like just ends up being like an abuser right. of all of these people and really, right. you know, takes that power. Yeah, the con man aspect is a trip. When I think power also is a problem, right? Yeah, for power, all, for power corrupts. In, in everything. Yeah. Pretty much. In everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. And as is shown by fucking this last chapter or last verse segment of this uh, chapter. When Elisha uses his power to sick fucking bears <laughs> on children for laughing in his bald head. Yeah, after he's been given the gift of being the, the next dude. Yeah. He quickly... Not very woke. Yeah. <laughs> he quickly uh, uses that power, for sure. So, um, send us some emails. We yeah. would like that very much. Send us some emails. I hope everyone's doing all right out there. Yeah, Hank tough there is during this time. That- you know, if we can pray for you, we can pray for, something, for you. If we can help, help you with something, I don't know. Or if you just want to, you know, chime in while you're like locked up at home, you can like email us even videos, questions. Yeah, anything related anything. to anything. We'll play that. <laughs> we can play those on the on the episode. Yeah, It'd be real wild. That would be some wild. actual questions coming in on some audio would be uh, would be very cool. So Bible buds, PDX. At gmail.com. At gmail. You forgot? 
You thought maybe you did a Yahoo account? No, I didn't think that. I thought, like, just when I said Bible Buds at PDX, I... Oh, uh, Bible Buds PDX at Gmail. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I jumbled uh, what it is. But the link will be in the uh, the episode description, the notes there, yep. along with our Instagram, which is just Bible Buds. And you can DM us there. And you should sure also file, uh, follow Bible.Buds. Yeah. Or, uh, I haven't checked in with them for a little while. I. Can we should maybe we do that? just should do that finish real off? quick? Let's yes. finish off with a yes. quick check-in. On our um, favorite Instagram, which is Bible Buds. I don't. Do you follow them personally or no. just with the, our Bible <laughs> Buds account? Our Bible Buds account. I wonder feels... if they still let us follow them if we're still one of their followers. It says followed by Bible Buds when I search them on it my does indeed. personal Instagram. Well, they let it. They probably just didn't look into it. Yeah, yeah dude. I, they haven't. They uh, are no, just still this everyday obedience. Um, walking purposely book. in his grace yes yeah, so they haven't posted anything for six weeks i want to dm them and see if they want to come on <laughs> oh man we're not gonna do that though no we're not because they're all it's a bunch of super young girls yeah. when they go to college not super young y'all they're like all it between appears 18 and 20 yeah. but still yeah i don't want it to be perceived as like a gross thing no. I just think it would be very interesting, though, to, like, get their legitimate take on, like, these things that they're about and not even be shitty about it. Sure. No interest in that. I would... L- I feel like it would be so hard for me not to be shitty about it because I was so deep in it. Yeah. Like, around the same age, but... Not even shitty, but it just, like, not to be... It would be hard for me not to be a contrarian, which I think is sort of shitty in the face of someone's beliefs. Yeah. Um, that are foundational to their personhood so but we could try we could try we can um Um, maybe we'll wait for them to reach out first yeah probably the better move um until then we'll uh we'll try to get some other people to come talk about their religious experiences yeah we had some cool guests lined up and uh i think all of that's pending in the midst of all this i think we we might be able to find out some ways to do it yeah next week we might we might have someone on and uh and also, until then, we'll probably just dive into some of these, uh, yeah, short these other shorter and stories, there. and hopefully some of them make a little bit more sense than uh, than others. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we can hope. We'll try to pick a better one next time. Yeah. I think. Um, but be well, and uh, smoke, pray, love. Bless up. <laughs>